0: Take your Bibles tonight and go to 2 Samuel chapter 17. 2 Samuel chapter 17. As we continue to walk through uh, with David, really one of the lowest points in his life in this narrative. And we probably are all somewhat familiar with the passage there in John chapter 13 where Jesus is speaking and He says in John chapter 13, verse 35, "...but th- by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another." And when you think of people maybe in your life that have, thrown, uh, that have shown love and sympathy, maybe you think of those people that have come and, and, and prepared a sling for you, or maybe they wrote you a card or they did an act of kindness or they were just simply truly praying for you during a low point in your life. Those things mean a lot. Those things absolutely uh, and, and not only does it mean a lot, but it fulfills scripture when a believer is showing love one to another. And 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 that and just by a byproduct of that is that we are showing forth that we are truly followers of Jesus Christ. And here at the end of chapter 17, David has been told that Absalom is on his way to really destroy him and the, his following there. And he's, he's told by these people now to get across uh, over to the other side of, of, of the river there and so that he's not overtaken. And he starts traveling and, and the Lord brings him to Maenahem now which is the upper region there near some caves and different things where, where he could hide. And the Lord, in, in the midst of one of the greatest hurts in David's life here now, prompts three faithful men to come and to show God-like sympathy to him. So let's pick up this narrative in verse 24, and we're going to read to the end of the chapter here. It says, Then David came to Manahem, and Absalom passed over Jordan, he and all the men of Israel with him. And Absalom made Amasa captain of the host instead of Joab, which Amasa was a man's son whose name was and an Israelite, that went into Abigail, the daughter of Naash, sister to Zariah, Joab's mother. Okay, that's like saying this is this sons of this grandfathers of this... Okay, let me sum it up for you. Amasa is Joab's cousin. Okay, Joab, if you'll remember, is the nephew of David. That's David's sister's child, that's Joab. But here you have his cousin, who now is going to be the lead general in all of Israel, and they will face each other in the battle at Maanaim. They will be enemies, so to speak. Now, when the Bible says in the, at the front of verse 25 there that Absalom made Amasa captain of the host instead of Joab, I don't want you to get the idea that he had a choice. Joab had left with, with David. He was leading David's men. Uh, here, the Hebrew is a little bit difficult, and the King James translators did not want to translate it in such a way that they were putting words in God's mouth. It's important that we don't add to Scripture. So here they did the best that they possibly could in English to give us the idea that now Amasa is the captain of the host of Israel. And so here he is, he's chosen in absence of Joab, and David comes to Maonahem, and now provisions are brought to him. Look at verse 26 with me. So Israel and Absalom pitched in the land of Gilead. And it came to pass, when David was come to Maonahem that Shobai the son of Naash, of Rabbah, and the children of Ammon, and Makar, the son of Emiel, of Lodibar, and Barzalei the Gideolite, of Rogolim, brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and cheese of kine for David and for the people that were with him to eat. For they said, this, the people is hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Now here we see this, this act of, of, of kindness done. And what I want us to see here tonight is, is this is a, a true example. While it's, it's maybe you, you read through a narrative like this and you're wondering, why did God put that in there? Have you ever read over a passage of Scripture, especially a narrative like this? Why does God want me to know that? And here I believe we find an example of how to have God-like sympathy and to truly lift up a brother or sister who might be in the depths of despair and might need to be rescued and, 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 and encouraged. So let's look tonight at, at how to have God-like sympathy right here from the life of David. Lord, I pray that as we... We walk through this simple narrative here tonight or that you would work in our hearts maybe about how we don't have your heart or would you put this uh, heart in us or would you mold us into the people that have the love and sympathy that will show forth to a, a dying world that we are followers of you and that it is a joy to serve the king of kings so lord would you would you show us here in scripture tonight what we need from, from your word, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm going to share just a few things here tonight, uh, really five things about this short passage that we can take into our own lives when we think about having God-like sympathy. Number one, this this was spontaneous. It was spontaneous. As soon as they knew about David's trouble, these three men did not wait around. They, 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 It didn't seem like a burden to them to, to bring all of these things uh, to comfort as soon as possible. As soon as they could, they got these things to their king. And it came from hearts that were full of sincere compassion towards their king and what he was going through. They may not have known uh, that that, that this had indeed been the character of their own king, but it was, to show this type of kindness. If you remember back to when David was dealing with Mephibosheth, when, when he, had, uh, the, the, he found the last person of, of the house of Saul and he showed him kindness, he gave him lands, he gave him servants, but this type of kindness, if I can put it in, in, in simple terms, what went around came around for David. And that wasn't by chance. God specifically, in this spontaneous way, prompted these men and they obeyed. And God wants us to be spontaneous in our acts of kindness towards other people. People who are going through a hard time or maybe just the Lord prompts us to, to do something nice for someone, write a card to someone. God wants us to be Christians that are looking for ways, that are actively looking for ways to, to love and encourage uh, people uh, one another, especially as believers. Secondly, it was practical. It was spontaneous, but it was also practical. He, they didn't just come bringing anything; they came bringing something that was meeting a specific need in David's life at that moment. They and and not just needs. Notice notice the fir, as as it as the Bible. Uh, the pages of Scripture starts to list out the things that they brought. What is the first thing that they brought to David in verse 28? It says that they brought Beds. beds. Okay, that's not easy to carry. Okay, it'd be one thing if they were packing up all of this food, but they brought comforts to their king. They were very concerned. They were compassionate. They knew he was in trouble. They knew he was probably losing sleep. And here they brought beds the amount of God-like compassion can be seen in just some of these basic needs. If you're wondering what pulse is, uh, that's also used in the Hebrew and uh, the Aramaic when we look to Daniel. When they ate pulse and, and, and water, they had vegetables. That's what that means. And, and as you look through that, they had more than enough food to make bread and, and barley and, and vegetables, enough to, to eat and to be filled and to be comforted. And when someone is going through a low point in their life, uh, you know what, one of, the most, one of the most practical things that you can do is to bring over a meal. And I know that that's, that's coming to, I don't know, from people that I know have done that in the past. But I'm, I'm saying the Lord wants to use this kind of thing in our own lives to have God-like sympathy. Did you know God brought some people a meal? in the Bible? He made people meals. He multiplied certain food. Did he not? When, these, when, when the people were hungry before him and they were sitting on that mountainside and the disciples told them to go away so that they could go to McDonald's and get something to eat? Okay, they didn't have that. But, but what did God do? God looked for actively for an opportunity to feed these people and his kindness and sympathy fed 5,000 people. And the Bible tells us that that was not just a one-time occurrence in Jesus' life. He did that multiple times. So Jesus himself was spontaneous and he was practical. And I'm, I praise the Lord tonight that Jesus showed sympathy towards us, not just in the way of feeding 5,000 or giving us his example, But he had sympathy towards us as sinners and enemies of him. And he practically made a way for salvation. He didn't just say it was going to be some vague thing that you had to find out. God made it so practical and so simple that even a child could understand it. He he made it practical. The entirety of, of Jesus' life and his sufferings were so that we could have salvation and know the joy of being born again, and knowing Jesus and being part of His family. So it was spontaneous. It was practical. Thirdly, it was timely. It was timely. You know that there is a sympathy, a human-like sympathy, that can be fearful and always too late. Yeah. One person, uh, one one commentator put it this way right feeling in our hearts is not always attended by prompt action. You can feel bad for someone and maybe the Lord is putting on your heart to do something and you can forget about it or you can not move right away. Think about the the story that Jesus gave of the man who was robbed on, on, his, on his way somewhere and there were two men that had the right feeling as they passed by him, but did not act at all. They did not act promptly. They did not act at all. But then there was that good Samaritan that passed by. And he acted immediately as, as he saw. And, and, and it was just at the right time that that man needed. And we as Christians should, be, should cultivate in our own life prompt action to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our life. When, when we see the needs of others, we can use that prompt acting to lift someone just at the right time. And, and oftentimes we don't know how timely it is in someone's life to be lifted from the depths of despair and to be able to be set right back on a rock just from, the, just from an act of kindness and sympathy that is God-like, not human-like. It was timely. Fourthly, it was courageous. It was courageous. Do you realize that as these men brought these things, they were not waving uh, a flag of, I don't want to get in the middle of this war. They were declaring that they were on David's side. That took courage. Courage. Considering David and everything that he's been through, David is now considered a fugitive of Israel. And, and to, to have them identify themselves in this practical way was to sign their own death warrant before a, a rebel king, Absalom. It does, in our own lives, require courage to identify ourselves with someone who is in despair, someone who's fallen someone who is outcast, someone who is looked at as weird. Because we as humans don't want to be thought of as weird or as, you know, someone who's being uh, uh, said bad things about. It takes God-like sympathy to, to reject fear and to embrace real love. Our Savior's sympathy was of that kind, was it not? When he, one of, the one, one of the things that he did was to identify himself with us by his death. And he was what? Rejected of all men. He was rejected by men. And his cruel death for you, he, he identified with the fallen. He identified with his enemies. He identified with you so that he could save you. So real sympathy, true godlike sympathy is courageous. Lastly, and I want us us to just consider this last simple truth, is that this kind of sympathy, true God-like sympathy, is recognized by God. You say, I don't don't necessarily see that. But you do, because this story is in Scripture. You say, how do do you see God recognizing this, this thing? The very fact that we read it tonight shows you that God recognizes true acts of God-like sympathy. When we don't understand that, when we we just read over narratives like this in our Bible reading and we wonder why God, God put it there, it might be confusing. But when we realize the wonder of it, that God put that there because maybe he's just simply saying, I'm recognizing this. I I approve of this. It opens our eyes to what God thinks about sympathy that's shown in our own life that may not be seen by others. Each act of kindness that's done in the Spirit's power does not go unnoticed by God. When when you're searching for man's applause or man's approval or you're trying to to gain the prize of someone's attention, you're going to miss it you're going to miss out on all that God has for you. But when, you're, when, when your love is, is, is shown by allowing God's love to th- flow through you, and you will always be doing something that, that, that is approved by God. My son is now to, my son Leland, is, is now to the age of when he's doing something that he thinks is really, really neat or really, really cool. He, he, says, he says, Daddy, watch. Dad, Daddy, he'll want daddy's attention and and he, he doesn't quite put it in this in this way yet he'll use one or two words and link them together but in a sense he's saying daddy watch this and then did you see that daddy daddy watch this daddy do you see that Daddy? and he'll go over and over and over again doing the same exact thing and i'll say good job son way to go and he'll get that approval and he'll want to do the whole thing over again And just and and get gain that approval again, uh, have that approval again. I use that illustration. I'm not saying, and I want us to be clear tonight. What I'm not saying is that you have to gain God's approval. Okay, you will never have to gain His love. You will never have to gain His approval. But but this. But, but we can think about it in the right way of when I do something that is pleasing to God and I can rest my head on my pillow tonight knowing that I'm approved by God, knowing that what I did, God approved of. That is such a comfort in the right way. And, and, and we can, because our, our love is, is being shown in, in God-like sympathy towards someone, we, we gain we we have his attention, his audience. We're doing it for his pleasure, not for not to gain somebody else's audience. And a Christian who has a heart knit with, with God's heart and his sympathy will seek to do the things that his father approves of. Hey, you get through through a day, you're walking through a day. Daddy, did you did you did you see that? Now watch this, Daddy. Let's let's go let's go be about your business. Did you see that, Daddy? Did you, did, you, did you see that, Father? That brought a lot of joy. Let's do it again. Let's, let's see if we can find someone else to, to, to really show your sympathy to, because it's not my sympathy, it's not your sympathy. And to be honest, we would probably just kind of keep to ourselves if we had to be honest before God. But it takes His heart to show forth true God-like sympathy. And God put this simple story this simple narrative, this simple true story in his word, so that we would be aware of, of really how to have Godlike sympathy, I believe. I want you to notice one, one uh, name here at the end of verse 27. It says that the, there was a man by the name of Barzalei, the Gileadite, uh, Gileadite of, of Rogolim. He is going to come up here in the next couple chapters... And we're going to find out that he's not just a young whippersnapper. He's an 80-year-old man. And this is something that, that he did uh, out of his love for the king. And, and really, we're going to see his faithfulness once again. But may God help us to have hearts like these three men, that we would be faithful to his love, that we would have hearts knit with his love so that we can, tro- throw, uh, so that we can show true godlike sympathy to other people. Let's pray.